Thanks for joining us for today's message. Here at Temple Baptist, we're a church on a mission, connecting people to Jesus and to one another. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us on week number two of the Coronavirus Online uh, Sunday service. I love this whole idea that though we're scattered all across the city, we still can be gathered. No question about it, we are living in some of the strangest times we've ever lived. In fact, I think 20 years from now, some of your kids and some of your grandchildren are going to say, so tell me again of the story where you weren't allowed to go to church, you couldn't go to work, they closed down the school, and you sat home all day and watched TV. I think for some, it sounds like a good life. And others, it feels like we're living in a sci-fi movie. Uh, For some of you who are introverts, it's probably been an okay week for you. For others who are extroverts, uh, like myself, uh, not being able to connect with people is extremely, extremely uh, difficult for sure. In fact, it's during these times that I realized, man, we really were designed to do life together, which is actually part of the mission of our church, connecting people to Jesus and to uh, one another. And uh, it's during these times that I certainly realize just how much I value my family and my friends, as I'm sure many of you are as well. Also, you know, it's interesting, in times like this, it's easy for our mind to go in some very dark places. That's why I kind of typed up in big, bold letters on a piece of paper and have it by my bedside. Philippians 4, 4, it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if there's anything excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. I, I want to be able to focus on the right things. I want to focus on the goodness of God and not the challenges. And when I do, it seems like the peace of God transcends all understanding will then guard uh, my heart. Focusing on the right things. You know, if you open up your phone and look at the news feeds or turn your computer on or, or read the newspaper or turn on the TV and the radio, we are being inundated with all kinds of reports about the coronavirus, not just here in our city, but literally around the world. And you know things are getting serious when they shut down major sporting events like the NBA and the NHL. And they're closing down uh, major conferences and conventions and schools and churches and uh, cruise lines and there's travel bans and You know things are bad when there's a big demand for toilet paper literally around the world. For some, they feel like they're living in the uh, end of time. Like I said before, it's like a sci-fi movie that uh, that we're living in real life. I've been constantly this last week, uh, one verse that's been coming to mind all the time is Romans um, chapter 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you. Uh, brothers and sisters, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to test and prove what the will of God is. We need to remember we are not of this world. We're not like everyone else. We don't need to live in fear. That's why I've entitled this brand new teaching series that we're starting today called Fear Less, because we live by faith and not by fear. And this morning, I want to speak into the life of our church from a perspective of people of faith. And this morning, we're going to look at a passage of Scripture that's a true story. It's a story about Jesus and his disciples. So if you have your Bibles in your living room or in the kitchen table, wherever you may be watching, maybe you're still in bed watching in your pajamas, turn to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, and we're going to actually pick up the story in verse 35. 
Mark chapter 4. You can follow along with me as I read, or if you want to in your home there, you can read aloud along with me. Uh, Mark chapter 4, and we're going to pick up the story in verse 35. Mark 4, 35. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. And there were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care that we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified, and they asked each other, Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? Let's just pray. Father, we pray that as we spend a few minutes in your word, this morning. I pray that it would come to life to us. I, I pray for those who are listening today who are really struggling, maybe with some anxiety, uh, a little bit of panic because the future seems to be so unknown. I pray that today, Lord, our, our time together would encourage them to know that you ultimately are in control, and that you'll never leave us no matter what we're going through. So Lord, we pray that we'll sense even your presence, though we're scattered all over the city this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So the story is they got into the boat. It's like any other time. It's kind of the end of the day. Evening is coming, and they've decided they're going to go to the other side to the Sea of Galilee. Everybody knows it's a lot easier to go across the water than to go around the body of water. But a problem arises. <laughs> you see what happens there? A problem arises, and it comes out of nowhere. A fierce storm comes out of nowhere. If they had seen the storm, they wouldn't have gone. Or if they knew a storm was coming, they would have been better prepared for the storm. But out of nowhere, this storm of life appears. And the waves are crashing against the boat, and the water's going up over the boat, and, and the boat is filling up with water. It's a tumultuous storm. And it came out of nowhere. No one could have predicted it. The boat is filling up. The wind is blowing at such a speed that it's threatening to take them down. Anybody feeling like the coronavirus could take you down? You feeling like maybe the coronavirus could sink you? <laughs> that it's overwhelming to you? Uh, this storm, this, this unexpected circumstances that, that invade your life, and threatens your very existence. We're, we're not talking about, you know, a toothache. We're not talking about uh, a, a little earache. We're talking about a situation where your life seems to be on the line. And you're wondering, are we even going to make it? I mean, for some of you, you've already been cut in hours at work. Uh, some of you are already hearing the word layoff. Uh, some of you have had to shut down your business, which is your livelihood. It's what puts food on the table for you, you and your family. And you're like, well, now what am I supposed to do? Uh, some of you have health issues, and you know that your health is compromised. 
and you want to stay as far away from the coronavirus because you know if you get in contact with it, you could, it, it could lead to death for you. Some of you are pregnant and it makes you nervous to be out in social settings and I completely understand why you would be. Well, this was a storm that the disciples had to weather and it was totally out of their control. They can't control the wind. They can't control the sea. They can't control the rain. They can't control the waves that are crashing into the boat, causing them to go back and forth in the boat. The storm was completely out of their control. Well, this coronavirus, this storm that you and I are living through right now, it, it's totally out of our control, control. And at times it seems like it's closing in on us and forcing us to be in a fetal position in the corner of the room. By the way, when you read that story, I, I, did you notice that this, that what Jesus said is, I want you to go across the boat. The reason that they're in the storm is because they did what Jesus said. Jesus is the one who told them to get in the boat. It was Jesus who told them to go to the other side. And all of a sudden, the storm comes. They're not in the storm because they made all kinds of bad decisions. They're not in a storm because, you know, maybe they did something wrong. They're not in a storm because they sinned. No, they're in a storm because they did exactly what God told them. They're in the center of God's will, and yet they're facing the storm of their life. I think sometimes we think when bad things happen, oh, maybe it's God punishing us. You know, when maybe they're sinning in our life, oh, God's getting even with me. That, that's not the situation here. They're exactly where they're supposed to be because Jesus has told them to be in the boat and to go across. But they find themselves in a storm that is completely out of their control. You know, sometimes these circumstances produces a feeling of, of helplessness, which often then leads to feelings of hopelessness. Now, notice when you read the text there, it says that the disciples were terrified. And then Jesus asked them, why are you so afraid? I mean, they're not just a little bit nervous. They're not just a little bit on edge. It says they're, they're terrified. I mean, they thought they were going to lose their life. I mean, these are rugged fishermen. They have uh, weathered many storms on the open sea. But this seems to be the big storm that's going to take them down. Their emotions are... They're running high. The blood pressure has skyrocketed. They're in a storm. They have absolutely no control over it. And the emotions are running high. The storm that we are facing right now is a storm that we have no control over. And for many of us, our emotions have led us right to the ragged edge in our life. I mean, let's be honest. The coronavirus has already caused a lot of panic in the world. Thousands of people have already died. Tens of thousands of people are sick. And we all know it's going to lead to a huge global economic, uh, lots of ramifications because of it. I mean, we're so used to living in a, in a great economy and living in a city where anybody can get a job if you want one. And now the common word that is used, that, that common word in the vocabulary is the word layoff. Some of you are like one year away, uh, maybe two years away from retirement, and you look at your portfolio, it's plummeted. Now you're wondering, oh my goodness, am I even going to be able to retire? Whatever it is that you can't control, that causes your emotions to be uprooted, it's your storm. 
because it's something so big, it's so deep, it's so devastating, and you can't control it. Now, I, I don't know if this, I don't know if this messes with your mind or not, but when I read this story, I'm baffled that Jesus is sound asleep. Like, he's in a deep, deep sleep. I mean, he's just snoring away while the disciples are fighting for their lives. They think they're going to be going to the bottom of the sea. And it says in verse 38 that they had to go wake him up. They say, teacher, do you not care? <laughs> We're about ready to drown. And, and you're acting like there's no concern at all. It is at this point where people like you and me, we make these observations, and you start thinking, hey, what I've heard about you, Jesus, and what I'm experiencing right now doesn't match. Do you really care or don't you care? I mean, remember, the storm is completely out of their control. Their emotions have gone crazy. And we would ask the exact same question. God, where are you in this mess? Where are you when I need you? Um, I'm going to lose my job, and, and we just bought a brand new house. We just relocated. And now they're saying I might get uh, laid off. My bank account's already in overdraft. If you could just show up, it wouldn't be so painful. It wouldn't be so long. It wouldn't hurt so bad. Do you care, Jesus? Or what I have learned about you, is that just a bunch of theological nonsense that I was taught to believe? Do you care that I'm in a storm? I mean, really, what good is a Savior who sleeps in the middle of the storm? Now, something stood out to me this week when I was reading through the story again. Jesus is asleep in the same storm, and he's in the same boat that the disciples are. Why isn't the storm messing with Jesus? I mean, everyone else is ready to poop their pants, and there Jesus is sound asleep. Here's the question that arises. Does God really care about my circumstances? I mean, does he care about my pain? Does he care about my finances? Does he care about my job? Does he care about me feeding my family during this time? Does he care about my health? Does he care about my anxiety? Does he care about my depression? Does he care about my fear? They wake up Jesus, and immediately... He speaks to their circumstances that are about to take, the circumstances that were about ready to take down the disciples. He gets up and he just says, shh, be quiet, be still. And immediately, things became completely calm. Just the stars and the moon reflecting over the stillness of the water. When I read through this, I felt as though it was a slap in my own face because i began to think to myself am i like the disciples who are just trying to fret and, and trying to get keep control of things themselves like why didn't they just immediately go to jesus and i thought to myself donald why why is it that you don't do the same thing like donald who is it that you go to the first i mean i know you have a great family that you love why is it you run to them all the time i know you have friends you have great friends why does he just always go to them i know you you know, sometimes you go to people with influence and, and power. Why, why to them? 
Why is it that you always go to your bank account to check for your security? I thought, Donald, why isn't that you immediately and directly go to Jesus when the storm is raging? Now, if you're like me, and I think probably some of you are, <laughs> I, I don't know, I feel, I feel like I have an issue with the question that Jesus is asking. Because the question doesn't seem to make sense. This is a fierce storm. The waves are crashing. The, the boat is filling with water. The boat is about ready to sink. It's about ready to go down to the bottom of the sea. It's a life and death situation. And Jesus says, why are you so afraid? Uh, Jesus, look around. <laughs> I'm facing an uncontrollable circumstance. And then Jesus goes on to say, why do you have no faith? Oh, I don't know, Jesus. Maybe it's because I'm getting ready to die. We were, ex we were excited to get in the boat with you, Jesus. We were excited to get in the boat and go across the, the sea with you, Jesus. But then my circumstances showed up, and it seems to have overrode what you said. Sometimes I've been guilty. But sometimes we let our problems override his promises. We find ourselves living in light of the problems and not in light of his promises. If we let it, our problems can dominate our thinking and totally erase the promises that God made to us. Promises like, I'll never leave you. I, I would never forsake you. Like, I'm always with you. In fact, I care for you so much. Just, just go ahead and cast all those cares and concerns and circumstances uh, on me. All those fears, the, the anxiety, the depression that kind of creeps up. Jesus says, I can handle it all. Just throw it on to me. Now notice that God is not asking us to deny our circumstances. A storm is a storm. It's not a sunshiny day at the beach. A storm is a reality. But don't let the storm trump God's word. Don't let your storm rob you of enjoying his presence. Because remember, he's in the boat with you. Sometimes when we're in the storm, it feels like Jesus is asleep. Feels like maybe God's gone on vacation. Sometimes it feels like all of heaven is napping <laughs> when you're going through your storm. That he's maybe lost control of the situation. But let me remind you, he's always in control. Because it says here, he spoke to the wind and immediately it died down to a beautiful warm evening breeze. Look at verse 41 there. Mark chapter 4. It says they were, they were afraid, they were terrified of their circumstances, and now they're afraid of the one who calmed their circumstances. I mean, who is this man? That even the storms of life obey his word. I feel like maybe... Maybe Jesus is saying, when you know who you are dealing with, you can fear less because you'll know I'm in control. All of us 
are in this boat. All of us are in this boat of coronavirus, in the storm of the coronavirus. It's a storm. And it's possible that the storm could even get worse before it gets better. So let me encourage you to keep your eyes on the one who actually controls the storm and not the storm. We can actually fear less when our eyes are focused on the person and not the problem. Where God has allowed us to be this morning is not convenient. Let's just say it. It's not comfortable at all. These are trials. These are uncontrollable circumstances. It's the storms of life, and they can be painful. And I'm hoping that as we take this journey together, we're going to discover who God really is and who we're really dealing with. See, the disciples didn't really know who Jesus was fully, but they're about to because of the storm of their life that they're going to face. I think maybe God has a few things for us to learn, maybe for me, especially to learn. Maybe is that he is the one that we should be running to in times like this. Maybe it's that we need to be reminded he actually is the one who is our provider. Maybe it's for us to, to learn that he is in control. Maybe it's for us to strengthen our dependence on him. I don't know what each of us is going to learn through this storm. But one of my prayers is that for those of you who still have Jesus in the manger as a baby, that you will remove him from there and recognize that he is God. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Brothers, sisters, church family, friends. We can fear less because Jesus is in the storm with us. Thanks for listening, and consider joining us live on Sundays at 9.15 and 11 a.m. For our address, directions, and any other information, find us online at templebaptist.com. There's nobody.